Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hi there. My name is Jenny Rooney, Chief Experience Officer and host of Adweek's Marketing Vanguard Podcast. We're so excited to bring you insightful content from key marketing leaders and thinkers. Together, we'll dive into discussions with CMOs and other C-suite executives who are tasked daily with making decisions that in incremental or monumental ways move the needle for their brands, their companies, and the customers they serve. In each episode, we'll focus on one key idea or decision, why they made it, what it caused, whether it worked, and how it has defined the person as a business leader. We also address missteps, poor choices, and gambles, as mistakes, of course, often yield the greatest knowledge. Also, we'll ask each guest to share the names of the people they rely on daily, as well as a recommendation for who we should interview next. I so look forward to sharing these conversations with all of you. Together, we'll tell a new narrative about the power of marketing leadership in driving business growth. Looking forward to having you join us soon. Hi, everyone. Jenny Rooney here with the Marketing Vanguard podcast coming to you live from Brand Week in Miami. I'm thrilled to be here uh, today with Dara Treseder. Dara, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to be here live. <laughs> live, live and in person. Um, yeah, no, we're just doing a special version, of a special series of the Marketing Vanguard podcast at Brand Week, which is a really cool context and backdrop, right, for the yes. conversation that we're going to have. So, um, But listen, Marketing Vanguard podcast is all about um, marketing leadership and really diving into the dynamics of that. One of the things we try to do on this podcast is really start to get bring some specificity to things that are talked about in such arguably vague terms. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of sort of generalities made about um, the CMO role and about marketing leadership. And one of the things that I think about with Marketing Vanguard is I like to break it down into the individual decisions that you're making on a daily basis because you're meeting, you know, you're faced with forks in the road at every turn. And it's those decisions you're making big ones and small ones that change the trajectory for for your brand, your business, and arguably have ripple effects out into industry and beyond. So we're going to talk a lot about that today. But first, Dara, for those who absolutely don't know you, which I would find extremely hard to believe, you're the, the CMO of Autodesk, but talk a little bit about you and your background and what got you to this place. Yeah, so I'm I'm loving it. Autodesk is software for people who make things. So whether it's a movie you love, Barbie Oppenheimer, <laughs> or it is, you know, infrastructure builds 
bridges you're driving on, buildings, products. Many of these things that we use and love are designed and made with our Autodesk uh, platform. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the things that drew me to Autodesk is honestly the impact I can have in the world. I'm not, I'm, I'm really focused on impact and thinking about a company where I can have impact across architecture, construction, engineering, product design, manufacturing, media, and entertainment. You don't, typically get a lot of jobs that allow you to have such breadth and depth. And so that's one of the things that really drew me to Autodesk. And the company has such an amazing culture. So, you know. That's awesome. And and we're going to get into the creativity that you've applied to the company um, in a minute, because I think you've taken B2B, arguably something that's B2B, and you've brought some real accessibility to it through your advertising, through your marketing strategy. But talk a little bit about your personal history, because, I mean, the, the, the roles you've had, previously in your career are super interesting and unique. And I feel like you you personally tend to come back to or circle around that engineering tech brand mashup, if you will. Yeah, yeah I, I, I like tech. I'm not going to lie. I do like tech. And I think pretty much everything I've done in my career um, has had technology in, in it. You know, I like to think of myself as a veteran CMO. Someone called me that the other day and I was like, why, thank you. Um, <laughs> And, you know, it's it's not my first time as a CMO or my second time. And yeah. I think, you know, my first CMO job was at GE, mm-hmm. uh, being CMO of GE Business Innovations and GE Ventures. And that was such an incredible experience because I got to learn from Sue Siegel, who was the chief innovation officer of GE and the CEO of our business unit, and a phenomenal leader. Mm-hmm. Talk about a woman of substance. Mm-hmm. And and the way she led, the her what and her how were excellent. Yeah. And I remember looking at her and being like, wow, it's not enough to drive the results, but how you do it yeah. matters a lot too. Yeah. And it's not enough to have a great how if you're not actually driving impact and results. So I learned so much from her. But I also got to learn from Beth Comstock, yeah, right, who amazing. was vice chair of GE and a phenomenal human, and Linda Boff, who was a CMO of GE. So just to be able to learn from these powerhouse women yeah. was such a great way to start that CMO trajectory. And then, you know, I went from there to Carbon, mm-hmm. which was a, a, a 3D printing startup. Yeah. And I had done big because I had done Goldman, I had done Apple before I had done GE. And the question I had for myself was, can I adapt in a startup, yeah. right? When I don't have the big brand name behind me, when I don't have the insane budgets, mm-hmm. how am I able to adapt? Yeah. And because I think as a leader, it's really important to be able to flex across different levels. It's really important to have that grit, that resilience, that vision. Was that a personal challenge for you that you you recognized? It was a personal challenge. It was actually funny because I like to, (laughs) for better or for worse, when people give me a challenge, I'm like, challenge accepted. But I remember I was actually out, you know, living in Silicon Valley and I was with this venture capitalist who was like, yeah, yeah, but you're like a big company CMO person. Mm. Like, I mean, you can't really hack a startup, can you? And I remember being like, well, watch me, watch Watch this space. And so for me, it was exciting to kind of get into that and build something from scratch, right? That, you know, really establish and build a brand and and establish growth for a company, you know, and and drive that. So that was one of the things that really attracted me to Carbon. And then from there, I went on to Peloton, yeah. uh, leading marketing communications and membership there. And that was a an amazing quite experience. a ride. That shall was we a, say? Oh, it was hidden hills, hidden hills. <laughs> 
it was quite a ride, uh, much of which you can read about. And, uh, and, 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 but it was a great experience. You know, I, the, talk about the learning. Yeah. Like it was a lot of learning. And, you know, one of the things that I took from that experience that I've now brought to my job here is as a CMO, it's not enough to just be doing the CMO role. You have to be thinking of yourself first and foremost as a business leader and asking the hard questions and engaging in all aspects of the business. And so, you know, of course, not to say you're going around taking other people's jobs or anything like that, but it's like you have to make sure that you are bringing that context and that you're asking the right questions and that you're fully engaging. And that's one of the things that, you know, so I'm really excited because it's almost like this is the biggest job I've ever had, but I'm also the most prepared yeah. for it. Yeah. So it's, I'm loving it and I'm enjoying it because I I feel like I finally have all of the tools that I need, not only to be a, 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 a good CMO servant to my team, but also to be able to operate at that level in a global company. Yeah. I love the intentionality with which you've chosen your opportunities and they're different and you have to have a unique mindset, I think, to accomplish your success in the, for those specific brands, because they are nuanced. They're different, right? Yes. Um, Yes. You know, you started with B2C, but you've also spent so much time in, in, in B2B and, and there's, there's so much nuance there and there's so much to your point learning about all those, you know, with every challenge, obviously, comes comes new opportunities. Mm-hmm. So, um, but talk a little bit about, you know, from your vantage point, we had a conversation here earlier today. It was sort of like a roundtable discussion where we talked about, um, you know, the concept of um, sitting CMOs, uh, you know, tr- truly being mentors and truly being um, examples to their rising stars. And one of the things we do with the Marketing Vanguard is really um, we create safe spaces for CMOs to come together and convene and create content for them. But then we also, in certain environments where we convene them under under the Marketing Vanguard banner, we invite them to bring their plus one rising mm-hmm. star mm-hmm. because we feel like that next generation, those aspiring CMOs, need to have access to the same rooms and conversations that the leaders are having. Um, talk a little bit about, you know, how you regard that responsibility, if certainly with your own team, but also just broadly with the industry, because you have achieved a level of visibility and influence. That that word is used a lot. And I think we have to be careful when we use that word, because what does that actually mean? But how do you regard the responsibility that comes with that? Because people are watching your every move now. You know what I mean? They regard you as somebody um, who is... Um, is really leading the way, leading the practice, again, as I said before, through your decisions, your actions, and your choices. So how do you think about that responsibility? I think about it a lot. And for me, I'm really focused on chasing impact and making sure that I'm lifting as I'm climbing, pulling up a seat for others, and really giving them and creating a space where they can shine and they can learn and they can grow. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have had the people who work for me across many of my roles, I'm still in touch with them. I'm still a mentor to them. When they're thinking about jobs, I'm the person that they call. They text me. They ask me questions because I think it's so important that we're investing in that next generation. I think it's so important. And and this is something I spent a lot of my time. In fact, it was funny because I was having a conversation with my EA the other day. Mm -hmm. um, And she was like, we need to talk about how much time you're spending on mentoring and like making yourself available to others. It might not happen next week, 
But if you're persistent about reaching out to me, you're going to get on my calendar. I probably shouldn't be saying that. But, like, you know, as long as you're willing to, like, be like, okay, it's not going to happen this next week, but I'll take whatever slot, it's probably going to happen because yeah. I care so much about being there for people. And I remember what it was like when I was coming up and not necessarily having access or having people a- answer questions or people that can even just help you think through things. And so if to be that resource for others right. is so important. I mean, I have one of my rising stars in the room here with yeah. me. You know, I, it's so important to me that I'm, I'm doing that, yeah. right? Because at the end of the day, what are people going to remember about us? Correct. I think what people are going to remember is the impact I had on their lives. Well, and the same way that you're remembering yes. Beth and Linda and the other Sue, folks that you've worked you know, with. Like, and it's like, for me, it's so important that I, and by the way, you know, I'm not under any illusion that I'm a force in every of these folks' lives, but just to be a part of their story, right. to help in some way, shape, or form is the most motivating thing. I was talking earlier on on the main stage and I said, one of the things I'm most proud of is that a person that I met and when I started mentoring her, she was a senior manager. Mm-hmm. She's now an SVP. Yeah. And to kind of have been through that process and, you know, she's a black woman. I'm so proud of her. I'm so inspired by her. I learn from her just as yeah. she learns from me. And, and I think to me, to be able to do that and to make sure that as I'm helping the next generation, it's also a next generation that is reflective of the communities Correct. that we serve right. is really important. Yep. Yep. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Yep. We have a mentorship exchange program here at Adweek, and, and we're very intentional. And I've had quite a few Adweek mentees I, over the years. Just thank you so much for that. <laughs> but I mean, we also think of it as very much a knowledge exchange, right? Jordan, Jordan here is part of that program. Um, you know, she's leading it with our team um, at Adweek. And it's just, you know, we feel very passionate about the exchange of knowledge that has to happen as much as sort of like a top-down mm-hmm. framework because mm-hmm. there's learning that can come um, through all different conversations and from various different perspectives. So um, pulling that through is important to us. Invariably, and that's what's come up at this, you know, and we're only into day two of Brand Week, but, you know, the conversation continually comes back to marketing um, is undervalued in organizations. Marketing doesn't have a seat at the table. You know, it's continually like a challenge to try to, um, frankly, get people into this industry and working in marketing. You know, we're seeing fewer people coming out of business schools who who opt for marketing. Instead, they're going into finance. And, and um, how do we... What's your take on that narrative? And it feels kind of tired because I feel like it's been talked about for so long. And yet I feel like the tools are at the disposal of individual marketers. And it's really on them to continue to change that narrative. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I'll talk about it because it's you. It's not something I like to talk about because I agree with you. I think it's tired. And I think almost we give it a lot of energy and then it starts to just 
get momentum and almost have a life of its own. When I was, you know, going out of business, coming out of business school, not a lot of people wanted to be in marketing either. It wasn't sexy. It wasn't interesting. It wasn't, you know, the thing you did when you were coming out of Stanford business school. Right, right, right. Um, and, 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 and I think that to your point, I think that we are seeing few, even fewer people yeah. try to make that choice. The reality is that marketing has never been more important than it is. Um, I have the privilege of sitting on a public company board, and I can tell you a lot of times when people reach out to me and they're trying to add board members, they're like, I need someone with marketing experience. Mm. I need someone with communications experience. I need someone who can understand the voice of the customer. I need someone who can help us navigate some of these issues. Uh, You know, a lot of the issues that happen in the boardroom, a CMO is very well-served to answer those questions and be able to engage and talk with that. So I do think that I am seeing a lot of interest in CMOs getting on board. Um, I'm also seeing CMOs move into president, CEO, CEO conversation uh, um, jobs, and it's because of the results that they've driven. So I and I would say my experience at Autodesk. I mean, this is just a phenomenal experience when when I'm working with our CEO and our COO. Marketing has a seat at the table. You know, um, our digital e-commerce team reports to me. Um, so having that direct line to revenue, in addition to obviously partnering with our chief revenue officer on other channels, mm. you know, marketing, we've got a, a real seat at the table when it comes to our, you know, the the strategic work we're doing at the company. Right. Where marketing has a seat at the table. And, and so I think, of course, every company is different, mm-hmm. but, you know, one of the things, and this is probably the benefit of being a little bit of a veteran CMO, is, is you know, before I, I take a job, before I took this job, I had my 100-day plan. 100%. Yeah, and I sent to. it to them yeah, because yeah, I was yeah. like, take a look at that. Yeah. And in my thinking was, they're going to look at it, and there's only going to be one or two answers. They're going to be like, this is not who we want because yeah. the what she's looking for, her expectations right. – right, aren't necessarily what we want. Or they're going to look at it and be like, that's exactly the transformative leader we need because we are committed to making sure marketing has a seat at the table and making sure that marketing is partnering with our go-to-market leaders to lead us into the new, the next era. Right. I was fortunate <laughs> that, that, that they, they kind of looked at that. But you had that to bring that transparency. I had to bring that transparency. And the reality is many times, you know, as a CMO, people are saying, I want transformation. I want growth. But you can't, you want next level growth, but you want to do things exactly the way you always did them. Well, you can't get next level growth doing things the way you always did them and expecting different results. You got to do things differently. You've got to approach things differently to have the different results, the exponentially different results. And so I've been very fortunate in in this job and intentionally, Mm -hmm. right? I think luck and opportunities when you bring those things together. And so I'm fortunate to be working at a, in a company that cares deeply about our customers and sees that marketing must play a role in this and that I'm being empowered and supported. And, you know, our, our current CEO actually was the CMO at one point, mm-hmm. um, although he was like really a CMO plus because he was kind of CMO and also running product and strategy and a couple of other things. Uh, but the fact that he has been in the CMO position, so he has so much empathy. You know, yeah. I remember one time I was dealing with something frustrating and he was like, I see it. <laughs> and, you know, it was kind of, it was, it would just felt so good, right, to have someone who has walked in those shoes and understands 
um, what needs to get done. So I think you're right. I'm, I've been tracking for a while, you know, the number of CMOs who have risen up to the president or CEO role, and th- that number continues to expand. So I think that's a good thing. Um, it's a I good think thing. It, it really bodes well. Um, let's talk really quickly about creativity and brand. You know, we, we referenced that earlier, and, you know, we are at Brand Week, and um, I'm curious – and by the way, I think we're seeing as much, if not more, innovation coming from B2B marketers. Yes. As B2C. About time. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll talk about that. Let's talk about that first, the innovation that's coming, creative innovation, you know, customer engagement innovation, platform in- innovation. Talk a little bit about that from your vantage point. At yeah. I'm so excited because one of the things that we have, I had a hypothesis coming into my role here. And my hypothesis was that creative effectiveness can drive results. It was a hypothesis. Yeah. It has been validated. <laughs> <laughs> we just completed our, our, we just announced, you know, had our last uh, most recent earnings and, you know, we were, our revenue was up 12% in constant currency, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, we're seeing the impact and the, and, and the power of creative effectiveness. Mm-hmm. Creativity is that pixie dust Mm. right that makes everything fly Mm -hmm. it's that thing that you can't like how do you quantify creativity how do you you know it's there's an art to it totally but you take that and you combine that with the science of solid you know marketing fundamentals and whoo yeah watch those results so start to talk about an example of that how you've brought that to life you know so at Autodesk, I mean, one of the, you know, it, it, when I got there, we hadn't really done much brand marketing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and certainly not for a long time. And, you know, but we had these amazing stories that we hadn't told. So I'll give you some examples. One of them was the fact that, you know, almost every movie since 1997 that has won the Oscar for animation um, has used Autodesk software. So cool. Yeah. Since 1997. That's a long time. Yeah. You know, many companies, they'd have it only two times and they'd start talking about it. Like, <laughs> since 90, and we had never told that story. Oh my God. So it was like, this is a story that needs to be told. Yeah. So we're going to take out some TV advertising at the Oscars, okay? And we're not going to take only one thing. ad. Yeah. We're not going to take two ads. We're going to take so many ads that you're not going to miss us at mm. the Oscars. And, and that was such a successful campaign. But what surprised me so much was three things. First of all, our employees, our customers, and our partners were like, yes, it's about time. More, more, more. They were so excited to see this product that they love, that they use, that they enjoy, mm. be celebrated and recognized. Also, the artists that yeah. we were celebrating, yeah. they were so glad because usually at the Oscars, everyone's so focused on the actors and the actresses and what clothes they're wearing. And- and no, you know, and it's like the VFX artists, they make these things come to like our visual effect artists. They were so excited to be celebrated yeah. in such a big and powerful way. And people and, love stories behind the story. And people stories. love the story behind the story. And then it drove results. We yeah. had such big increase in terms of traffic to our website and, and really just kind of changed the trajectory for the company in terms of how our brand is perceived yeah. and really putting us on this accelerated path yeah. that we are now on to being known, you know, as a leader mm. uh, when it comes to design and make platforms. Like if you're trying to design or make anything, we want you to be thinking about Autodesk. And we're now on, on our way to getting there. And so that was a very exciting, exciting moment. But it was it was kind of, I remember sitting down and saying, we got to do something at the Oscars. I was in a meeting where someone said that 1997 thing. And I said, we got to do something. And it was, you know, it, it, whoa, oh, 
we got only a few weeks. How are we going to get this done? And and, and Maximum Effort is one yeah. of our creative agencies. And I rem- I texted James, right, that who's the chief strategy officer. I was like, we're going to the Oscars. <laughs> and of course, Maximum Effort, they're just such a creative, phenomenal agency. Um, you know, Ryan Reynolds, just one of the brand geniuses of geniuses. And it was... Just and you such, had worked with them at Peloton. And I work with yeah. them together at Peloton and, and I brought them to Autodesk. And they're just phenomenal partners, right? So we were able to work together to bring that story to life. And, you know, another example is Notre Dame. Mm. You know, when Notre Dame, we all watched, mm. right, Notre Dame burn. And mm. the impact that that had on so on, many on so many people. Yeah. And 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 auto. You know, I give all the credit to our amazing CEO Andrew Anagnos and and several of our leaders at Autodesk before I even joined, who were like, "We've got to get involved here." Yeah. And so our software has been used in the reconstruction so efforts cool. of Notre Dame, and that was another story that needed to be told. And so this year, on the anniversary of the fire, we had such a powerful campaign that kind of showed the work that's happening with Notre Dame and how we're rebuilding Our Lady of Paris mm. and what it means to so many people. And I can tell you, you know, I happened to be able to visit Paris and the number of people lined up. Out, it's not open yet. It's yeah. still, but you can't even go in. Yeah. But people gathered around right. What? how much it means to folks and to be able to tell that story mm-hmm. in such a powerful way that shows the way technology connects and brings us back to, together, the way technology heals, the way technology advances, the way technology bridges the past and the future, mm. right? Because you're using this technology to like rebuild and reconstruct something that is has is a place where kings have been crowned mm-hmm. and, and, and monarchs have married. And it, it's such a historic, the context of it is so, and books have been written about it. And yeah. it's such a symbolic thing in our human history. And here's technology playing a role, advancing that. Many times when we think about technology, we think about, or when it's talked about in context, it's people are afraid, right? But here's a moment where technology is bringing us together. It's connecting us. It's bringing healing. And so to be able to tell that story, and we work with Goodby, our other agency on that, and they're a phenomenal agency. You know, I'm just so blessed to have great partners that we can work with on telling these stories. I love that. And I think you answered my question, my next question, which was going to be, you know, of all the things you've done in your career, you know, what have been the key decisions or decision or decisions you've made that you feel most proud of and why and sort of that have really changed the course? I mean, what you've done with Autodesk, for example, is you've just looked at the business and the brand in such a different way, vastly different way. And tapping into that, as you said, the stories um, that were always there. Is there anything else around that you want to add? Again, since you have that responsibility and you're faced with decisions and choices every day, you know, what have you been most proud of, but also what has provided you with the, the biggest challenge because there was risk involved, which is also so real? Yeah. So what I'm most proud of is the impact through relationships. You know, and whether that's relationships with the amazing agencies that I work with, relationships with my team, because it's not easy to come in as a new leader and say, hey, we're going to be doing things vastly different, different, right? It requires a team that's on board, a team that that believes, a a team that's willing to take a leap of faith. So I love, 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 love. Uh, Of course, every CMO thinks their marketing team is the best. Well, my team marketing team is the best. They are just 
brilliant. And and what I love about them is they don't always 100% agree with my ideas. They challenge me. Yeah. Like, they'll debate with me. And, it's you know, we've got debate mode where the, the, the gloves come off and it's like, okay. I'm like, well, you know what? You're right. That was a bad idea that I threw up. I'm glad you're here to make sure we don't do that. But being able to engage yeah. in a real way is amazing. And, you know, one of the things uh, – and so that impact through relationships is mm-hmm. something that I'm proud of, you know, throughout my career and certainly here at Autodesk. And it's making yeah. a difference because even, you know, it's been – incredible because a lot of times I'm talking to C- uh, my CMO friends, you know, one-on-one and they're like, all right, nobody's here. So tell us, <laughs> like, how many people did you have to murder to be able to do? do- and I'm like, no one. Yeah. Like, it's been, like, everyone is supportive. Like, the, all of our C staff are supportive. Yeah. And and so to be in that environment where everyone is, and that, by the way, this is called the culture of the company that Andrew has really um helped emphasize and create with our chief people officer, Rebecca, but we have, we have a culture around courage. Mm. So there's a culture that one of our cultural values is to take risk, to have courage. Um, Of course, courage with accountability, but have that courage. And so I love, I think the combination of the culture, the combination of um, has created a, a, a place where I can have impact through relationships. But at the end of the day, I always say it takes a team to win. I am only one person. With some some good ideas and some not so good ideas, so it requires a great team, and I couldn't have done any of the things I've done without my phenomenal team and incredible agency partners. You know, Maximum Effort, Good B, and and the team. That's how. So it's impact through relationships. I would say it's the thing I'm most proud of. And when I think about you know some of the challenges, you know, change is difficult. Yeah. <laughs> change is not easy. Even if you're changing something and you get seventy five percent of people. There's still that 25% you got to kind of convince, you got to reach out to. And it requires a lot of intentionality, a lot of work. Um, and, 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 you know, but I'm always willing to put in the work. Yeah. You know, I remember growing up in Nigeria, my mom would always say to me, you know, if you, if you could put in the work, you can get it done. And that's like a mentality that I have. So, you know, I've got a global team in 55 countries. I travel a lot. Yeah. I get out to the team to meet with because it makes such a difference. You know, and, and when I go out and I spend time with my team, I learn so much. I always do these skip levels when I go into region. So I get to actually interact with people on the forefront of what we're doing. And a lot of our, we're a global company. A lot of our revenue comes from our international business. I can't just sit in no. Silicon Valley no. and think I can lord over with my half-baked ideas, not so good ideas, as my <laughs> chief of staff said to me the other day. You know, I've got to get into the region. I've got to interact with people. I've got to learn from them. I've got to create the space where they can have autonomy yeah. and they can drive results. Like It's about owning it together and winning together. Mm. And so that's that's really, you know, for me, the challenge is being the leader every day mm. that has earned the right to kind of partner along with my team. And I say every day because just because you were a great leader yesterday, it's like working out. Can't be like, well, I worked out last year. You know, it's like, well, what about this year? You know, like it's something you have to do consistently. And being a great leader is not something you just do it's something, and it, for me, it's a daily walk. Every day I wake up and I think about how can I be the best leader, you know, to serve the people on my team. I'm sure I fall short, but I'm never going to stop trying and working hard to be that leader. Dartra Cedar, always a pleasure. So, so, so wonderful to talk to you and, and to get your perspective on this. You're a master class in leadership, business leadership, first and foremost, and certainly marketing leadership. So 
Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so I'm so honored to be here. Till next time. Till next time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Marketing Vanguard, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and Acast Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Jordan Pretano, executive produced by Al Manorino and John Heil, and edited by Lane McGibney at Batwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all of Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcasts. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Thanks for listening.